Good evening. Today's daf is daf ayin gimel. We are going to begin on daf ayin beis amud beis taro rabbanon. Towards the bottom of the amud, three lines from the bottom, the last word taro rabbanon. Gemara now is going to bring a brisa in regards to women that are allowed to marry, uh, that a ger is allowed to marry them. Taro rabbanon. We learned in a brisa ger neisa mamzeres a a convert, a ger, is allowed to marry a mamzer. These are the words of Rabbi Yesi. Rabbi Huda Emer, Rabbi Huda argues and says, ger le'yisa mamzeres, a ger is not allowed to marry a mamzeres. Echad ger, echad ebed m'shukhrar, v'cholol mutonim b'kehenes. However, a ger, a ebed m'shukhrar, and a cholol, is allowed to marry a kohenes, the daughter of a kohen. My time is Rabbi Yesi. So the Gemara asks, what's the reason of Rabbi Yesi, who's matir, a ger, to marry a mamzeres? So he says, Chamisha Kahole Ksive. It says five times the word Kahal in the Torah. It says the word Kahal, when the Torah um, warns on Psula Yuxin, things that are possible for Yuxin, the Torah says five times Kahal. Layovi Mamzer, Bekol Hashem. It says that a Mamzer can't go into Kal Hashem. The Torah says also, Gam Dera Sidi, Layovi, Layovi, Kal Hashem. Layovi Ameni, Mayovi, Bekal Hashem. Gam Dera Sidi, Layovi, Lohem, Bekal Hashem. In regards to Mitzrayim, Gedim of Mitzrayim and Adumim, it says, So it says five times the word Kahal. So from here, Yehsi says that, Chad one is referring to a Kain to teach that people with, uh, with that, don't, that have Psule Yuchsin, flawed lineage, may not uh, enter, uh, may not enter their, their Kehila. To answer Mamzerim to Koyanim, that Mamzerim uh, should not uh, come to the Kahal of Koyanim. Bechad, and another time it says Kahal is Lulavim, to answer them to Lulavim. Bechad, and the third time is to answer them to Israelim. Bechad, and another time is the Mishli Shtuki Bisrol, is to be Matar, a Mamzer for a Shtuki, which means he doesn't know who his father is, to uh, marry a Yid, to marry, I'm sorry, to marry. Ashtuki and Vachad Lemishti Ashtuki Bisrol to Matar Ashtuki to marry Abbas Yisrael and yeah, so those are the five times. So Lachabal, one for Kainim, one for Levim, one for Yisrael, and one to Mishti Mamzer Bishtuki and Mishti Ashtuki Bisrol. Kahal Gedim La Ikri Kahal. As for the congregation of converts, it's not called congregation at all. So they may, so since Gaidim are not called Kahal, they are allowed to, they're allowed to marry, um, they're allowed to marry those um, prohibited from entering the congregation of Israel. So therefore, according to them, a Ger can marry, marry a Mamzeris. What's Rabbi Yehuda going to do? He's going to say, We learn it out from the word Kahal. Since they are from the same shevet, that are Levi, so now you have extra. now you have an extra word. So now that you have an extra word, that so the gedim are called kahal. So the, um, therefore he so therefore he interprets it that it's referring to the congregation of gedim, and it's also for a mamzer to enter in mamzer and that means gedim as well. If you wish to say, so to Rabbi Yehuda agrees with Rabbi that Levim and Koyenim are today called in Inu. There are two congregations. Why? Because they have special halachas of marriage that apply only to Koyenim. So 
Rabbi Yehuda holds that it's permissible, that, I'm sorry, Rabbi Yehuda holds that the permissibility of the marriage of a shtuki, shtuki, mamzer, shtuki, shtuki, bisol, mechat kohol nafke, and layovi mamzer bekalashem. He learns it out from a mamzer. It says they're, they're one congregation, and a mamzer should not enter into the congregation. So he says like this. A mamzer and shtuki the same idea. Yeah. Now, he says like this. This is accomplished by his followers. Mamzer vadehu delayovi kol, which means a definitive mamzer may not enter bekal, a mamzer sofik yovi. But a mamzer sofik, which is a shtuki, could. Bekal vadehu delayovi, hobe sofik yovi. And similarly, it's into the congregation of those who uh, have definitive, um, unflawed yuchsin that a mamzer may not enter, but into the congregation of those who are sofik, a shtuki, he may enter. So the Pasuk therefore teaches that both types of marriage are permitted. So what do you see here? Behuda maintains with one instance of the word kahal to interpret for which he derives that it's also usur for a ger to marry a mamzeris. You could say that hani nami These two, in other words, one who is a definite mamzer and one who is a mamzer as a result of suffolk are hani trei are two congregations. So they, each one requires its own Pasuk. The time of Rabbi Yehuda Mahachi, and the reason and the reason of Rabbi Yehuda is from here. It says, as for the congregation, there shall be the statue both for you and for the stranger with you, which is mashma that gerim are considered like yidin with regards to the their being included in the category of kahal. And according to Rabbi Yehuda, you hold that a ger may marry mamzeres, which is mashma that they're not part of the kahal. The Pasuk of Chukahachas now interrupts the matter, and Gerim are not considered part of the, and therefore Gerim are not considered part of Kahal Hashem. Yeah, it's part of the, uh, the, the, the lingo. A convert, a Evan Meshuchar, and a Cholol are permitted to marry the daughter of a Woman, uh, he says that he says that women of of good yuchsin, who are daughters of kohanim, were not also for marrying those disqualified from the kona due to the uh, flawed yuchsin, since the isra applies only to kohanim uh, and not not paskain. is permitted for a convert to marry mamzeres. So everyone stoned him with the uh, Sregim, since uh, the many Gerim present were insulted by his statements, which they understood to mean that, that Gerim are not members oh. of Kahal, right? Ger is Mutter Mamzeres, which is Mashman that a Ger is not part of, so they wanted to, they, they stole him. So Rav says, Is there a person who teaches such a matter in a place? Where there are commonly uh, gerim, should have been more uh, more careful. He says a ger is mutter. So what happened was is they um, they um, he permitted gerim to marry the daughters of a kohen, and they carried him on silk. In other words, they, they gave him a lot of covet for what he said. Yeah. Then he said ger is mutter so he says that they, you have forfeited the honor of your first speech. 
So the Rav said to him, I've done for you what is good for you. If you, if a ger wishes, he may marry from here, from those who have good yuchsin. And if he wishes, he may marry from here, mamzeres. What's the halacha? Ger mutter bekehenes and mamzeres. It's permitted for a ger to marry the daughter of a kehenes and mutter mamzeres. That's mutter mamzeres. Mutter bekehenes. It's permitted for a mutter bekehenes. It's mutter for kehenes because lehuzuruk shares the nasi lepsulim because the kshedim are are the the woman of of good yuchsin were not usher from marrying those disqualified of the kuna mutter bamzeres and it's mutter from bamzeres kerebiasi as rebiasi who holds that the kahal of converts is not called a kihila. Okay. The Mishnah says, Elohim Shtuki, these are, it says, Shtuki, Koil Shemakir. It says, and these are the last two categories of, these are the last two categories. A Shtuki is any person who knows the identity of his mother, but does not know who his father is. Amarava says, the Vartela Shtuki Kasher. Minatela Shtuki is fit to enter, to marry, to marry, to marry Kahal, to enter in the Kahal Yisrael. My time is because because he holds most are fit with regards to her. Most men are fit to have relations with a unmarried woman. And it's only the minority that are unfit with regards to having relations with her. And these, there are a few men who are related to, this, to a woman in a way that would render the, that would render the child a mamzer. So therefore, now, Rabbi analyzes two possibilities. And if they came to her. In other words, if the father came to the mother's location... When the child was, uh, this is a famous thing. If, if they came to her, in other words, if the father came to the mother's location where the child was conceived, so then you have the principle with regarding the suffix, it's called the parish, parish. Anything that separates from, from kavua is presumed to have separated from the majority of items like in that location. So if the father separated from the population at large and came to the mother, you can assume that he was from the majority who has good yuchsin. And, and my Amris, now, what are you going to say? That perhaps she went to him and the child was conceived in the place where the father was. So then you have, you have a Kavua. Anytime you have fixed, um, we say half and half, 50%, and it remains a suffix, and it should be Aser for the Shtuki to marry Yid with Gud Yuxin. So the Mimonashach. What do you say? Rava says, if he goes to her, then we say, call the parish Merubi parish. Now, if, he go, if she goes to him, then the Khair should be called Kavua, Kamechza Mechza Dami. Where's the Kavua? He's the Kavua. So therefore, it's Asr. Yeah, therefore, it should be Asr. In any case, this is not, uh, this doesn't uh, suffice to prevent Hushtuki child from marrying a Yid with, with good Yuchsin. Atera Omar, what does the Terah say? Layovi Mamzer. Terah says that a Mamzer is not allowed to go in. Mamzer vada layovi. Ha Mamzer suffix. Yovi. Bekal vada hudalayovi. Ha bekal suffix yovi. Therefore, even if it's a suffix, if one is a Mamzer, minatera, he may marry a yid with good yuchsin. Umatam Amr Shtuki puzzle. So why did the Chacham say that a Shtuki is puzzle? Say, Hashem Yovi Yisachisim Aviv, that perhaps he will marry his sister from his father since he doesn't know who his father is. Alamat of Fatimar Shtuki. Maybe he should not be, mar- be able to marry Shtuki lest he marry his sister from his father. 
where it says, Kreil Kihanim is Anav Asli. And do people engage in such relationships to that extent that one should be concerned that all the children of unknown uh, paternity in one city who fathered by the same man, by the same reason, there should also be a decree that Ashtuki also, Ashtuki Yisloyisis, Ashtuki also should not marry because Shem Yisachisim Aviv, lest he marry his sister from his father. Since the man who, who, who married the female Ashtuki might have been his father. Uh, since it's not common for him to happen to marry a sister, and the Chacham will not issue a exeria to prevent this from occurring. Now, the Gemara, therefore, the question therefore remains, why do they render it usher for a shtuki to marry a Yid with Yuchsin? So my answer is that it's not usher for a shtuki to marry a Yid with Yuchsin due to any halacha concerns. They established a higher standard with regards to Yuchsin. And that they rendered a, it also for people from unknown backgrounds to marry those with good yuchsin. Now, the Omar Rabbi Rabbi says, Dvar Teirah, by Teirah law, a Sufi kosher, a Sufi, which means a child found in the marketplace whose parents are unknown, is kosher, and there's no concern that the child is a mamzer. My time, what's the reason? Eishis ish, bebaila Teirah. Now, a married woman who became pregnant through, let's say, uh, Bia, which results in the child being a mamzer, so ascribe that the, that the child to her husband, since everyone assumes that her husband is the father, she has no reason to abandon the child in the marketplace. Now, so but therefore my... But he, he, he know who his are. No, it, but if, if they knew the father is, so why, so why is he abandoning him? So why is he calling a Sufi? So, so, so the one asks, so what is the case where the fa- mother would want to abandon her mom's or child? There's the minority of situations involving a woman who has Kudeshis, who committed adultery but cannot claim that her um, cannot claim that her that her Kiddushin is the father, as they have not been living together. And there's a minority of women whose husbands have gone overseas and cannot have fathered the child. Now Kivadika since there are many other cases of unmarried women who do abandon their children, although those children have good yuksin. And we cannot meet the Machmas Oven. And there are also children with good yuchsin who are abandoned by their parents due to hunger. So the concern that the child is a mamzer is therefore have a palgo palgo. It's half and half. A tere omra, the tere says, layovi mamzer bakal Hashem. Mamzer vade ud layovi. It has to be a mamzer vade. Mamzer safik, yovi. Bakal vade ud layovi. And ha bakal safik, yovzi. Yovi. Uma tam omra sufi puzzle. So why do they say a sufi's puzzle? Because Shem Yisachisim Aviv, same thing, lest he marry his sister from his father. And the Mata Sufi, a sufi's like Yisachisim, Shem Yisachisim by an Aviv, Ben Ima, the same thing. So Kohani Shadiv Azli. So the Mara says, it should, it, um, rather, it must be that, that Ela Basa Sufi, Yisachisim, Yisachisim, Ela, same thing, the Leishchiach, Okhanam, the Leishchiach. Okay, so now the Gemara, the Gemara, the question therefore remains, why do they answer a sufi for marrying a Yid with Yuchsin? My answer is that the Isser of a Sufi um, is, again, the same thing as Maila Osbiyuchsin. They established a same higher same standard. Same with the Shtuki, yeah. They, they hired a stand, they, they, sorry, they established a higher standard with regards to Yuchsin. And it, okay. Amrava Badav Huna. Now, Matsomo, if an abandoned boy was found with a bris. So many. Can you bring a napkin? Sorry, I spilled there. So it says, I got it, sorry. 
he says like this. Okay, Amar Yeah, Matzol Mol. If you found this child that has that has a a, a mole, thank you. Aim by Mishum Asufi. He's not subject to the halachas of a Asufi. In other words, if if the baby's yuchsum were unfit, his parents would have not gone to the trouble of giving him a bris. Mishalti Adomi. If his limbs are adjusted. Indicating that he was cured for after the birth. Even Mishuma Sufi also, we don't say it's a Sufi. Shayaf Mishcha, if he was anointed with oil, or Malikuchlo, uh, or his eyes were smeared with eye salve. Rami Khumri, or let's say he had adorned with rings. Tali Pisco Tlik Mia, or let's say he. Uh, he, he had a note was hanging on him, or, or was an amulet was hanging over it. There's no din of a Sufi. Tlibidikli, concerning a child found hanging from a palm tree. If he was in such a place that an animal could reach him, he is subject to the halachas of a Sufi. If he was placed on a palm tree in a way that he cannot be reached by an animal, he's not the subject of a Sufi since he was cared enough to be placed in a safe location. Enough need to Exactly. Zar the Masa. If a child was placed in a thickest near a town, thicket near a town where people are not commonly found, then we're subject to the Sufi. If not, then we don't say Zar Sufi. Um, if the child was discovered in a shul near a town and people are commonly found there, he's not subject to the halachas of a Sufi since the parents wanted him to be to, wanted to give him to others. Yeah. And if not, he is subject to the halachas of a Sufi. Omar Meimer says, "Hi, Peter the Sufli." With regard to these cistern into which um, date pits are placed, Yeshbam Sufi. If a child is found there, they are subject to a Sufi. Harifta the Nahara Ibam Sufi. If he was found in the middle of a fast-flowing river with boats passing by, he's not subject to Asufi. Sufi. But if he was found at the side of the river, then we say he's subject to Asufi. If he's found on the side of the Shusarabim, Sufi. He does have the din of Asufi. Then Sorry, Sufi. When it comes to the Shusarabim, he is. We say um, that he is Asufi. TLC. Exactly. And the extra care that we say the parents, yeah, normal parents, but whatever. Or I should say you, parents with yuchsin, but uh, okay. In a, in a year of famine, he's not subject to the halachas of a Sufi. So the Gemara asks, how did Rabbah how you? The statement of Rabbah, to which specific cases are referring to? If we say to the case where a child was left in Rosh Hashanah, um, so if we say it's in the case where the child was left in the Rosh Hashanah because it is a famine year where the mother kill him by placing him in a place where he's likely to be trampled rather it's going on Rosh Hashanah even when it's not a famine year the child was placed in a safe location 
and he was likely and uh, where he's likely to be found. So, so why are you saying he's not Sufi? Rather, when Rabbi said a statement, "Ahoda Amar Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Amba Amar Rabbi Yehuda, Barzavde Amar Rabbi," he said, "Kol Zman Shabashuk." As long as these, this abandoned child is in the marketplace, of the Imin Eman and Alav, the father and the mother are credible with regards to him when they later claim that this child is theirs. Nesav Menashuk, but once the child has been collected from the marketplace, Ain Eman and Alav, they are not deemed credible with regards to him. My time, what's the reason? Since the child had already been publicized with the name of being a a a, a, a Sufi. His yuch is there's already a a coil, um, and and therefore once there's a coil that he's an asufi, they cannot change the status of the child. says and in famine years, even though although the child has been collected from the marketplace, of the love, his father and his mother are deemed credible with regards to him, and um, it's common even for parents of of uh, of. Uh, Good yuchsin to abandon their children in years of famine, and it's likely that they are saying the truth. says, There are three cases where people are deemed credible if they immediately offer testimony with regards to a matter about which they are not ordinarily deemed credible to testify. When Elohim Asufi, this are Asufi, Chaya, a midwife, and Peteris Chavirisel, and one who exempts her friends from uh, a suffix. And we're going to see Asufi Adamara, we said, and the Sufi, which we said. Said that uh, his parents can testify with regards to his yuchsin before he's already nest of menashuk before he's collected from the marketplace. Chaya, what's the case of a midwife? The Tanya learned in A midwife is deemed credible to say that this child emerged first from the womb, and that child emerged second from the womb. Her testimony is relied upon to determine which of them is the firstborn. One second. When did we say this? When she has left, she did not leave the birthing room and return. But if she left and came back, she's not believed. Rabbi Lazar says, If she has stood in her place, so she's deemed incredible. What's the difference between them? The difference between them is in a case where the midwife turned her head aside from the birth. According to Rabbi Lazar, she's no longer deemed credible despite having remained in the room. What's the case of a person who exempts her friends? That's now we learned in a Mishnah. So Mishnah neither the Mishnah says, If three women who were sleeping in one bed and Dam was found beneath one of them, so Kulun Tameis, the Allah is that they're all deemed Tomei as a Nida, because we don't know from where the Dam came from. If they checked one of them, or one of them checked herself and she was Tomei, so the Allah is, he tmeya, she's tamei vikulim teres, the rest of them are tar. Amenuchizda, Shabbat Ka'atzma, Kashir Veses, she examined the supplies provided that she examined herself within the period of time needed for, uh, for her Veses, for her menstruation. In other words, immediately after the discovery of the blood. But if she did not, but if she did so even a short while later, her discovery is not accepted as a raya with regards to where the mucker of the dam is coming. Um, okay, so now if several women gave birth at the same time, the midwife is believed to say, When no objection was registered about it, but if, let's say, there was an error, there was an objection, 
then in the man is not believed. What type of an objection? If you say it's an objection of one witness claiming that her testimony is not accurate, error has to be at least with two people. Rather, the Bryce is referring to a case that the objection of two witnesses, but she is deemed credible when contradicted by one eight. The boy same, and if you want to say, I can even tell you that she's not deemed credible even when she's contradicted by one eight. When is that When there is a presumption of validity which can be countered only by the objection of two witnesses. But when there is no kashrus over there, one witness is also deemed credible to object. Okay, we'll stop here.